Welcome to Linked Up, Breaking Boundaries in Education, a podcast that focuses on what is happening in education today, connecting everyone to the movers and shakers that are breaking boundaries in the education arena. Hello, welcome to Linked Up, Breaking Boundaries in Education. This is Jamie Sapanero with my podcast partner, Jerry Kimball. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Good morning, Jamie. I am doing great and so excited about this podcast. Well, yeah, because global collaborative innovation, that is our favorite topic from both when we were practitioners, this was our favorite thing to do. So I'm so excited to talk about this. And you've invited some amazing guests today. Oh my goodness. We are so lucky to have these four guests with us today to talk about this. So it has a lot of adjectives, innovative, creative, project-based, real world collaboration, everything we want it to be. So our guests today are John Massau. He is the CEO and founder of Global Classroom Exchange. Dr. Brad McLaughlin, that is the Chief Learning Officer at GCE, Global Classroom Exchange. Joe Mullins, who is a consultant for workforce development and professional education. And finally, I'm just going to say this is our guest of honor, Dr. Naomi Macau, she is from Kenya and she is leading the Innovation Center there. So I just wanna say that I had the pleasure to travel to Kenya in 2020, January, 2020 with John Masao. And we visited his home village in Kenya. And it truly was a life-changing experiment or experiment experience. And Jamie, I hope someday you experience it as well because it is just amazing. You would love it. But um, we worked in the village with women and we worked in the schools with children. And yesterday I got to talk with Naomi for just a little bit to prepare. And I just want to say she embodies what I saw when I was in Kenya, the kindness, the gratitude, the willingness to learn and the the desire to collaborate together to create a better world. So very excited to have them. I'm going to ask each of them just to say um, a little bit about themselves and maybe how they got started in this global collaboration. So John, we're gonna start with you. Thanks, Jerry. Um, really, really glad to be part of this. Um, it's It's such a wonderful, opportunity I think to to be part of this and you know you 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 mentioned it was an ex, an experiment uh, but <laughs> it, it actually kind of was right because we were we were kind of uh, getting into all these new uh, areas and 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 uh, uh, projects that we had never done before uh, when you came with me to Africa and the fruits of it is what we about it to share with you today. So uh, I don't think you're way off, uh, but the experience was wonderful. Um, so basically uh, my role uh, and the reason why I'm doing this is because uh, I've had the privilege of, of uh, uh, living in the US and benefiting from the education system here. And I've always believed that um, technology is, is there now that, can, uh, that we can leverage to provide opportunity globally. Uh, connect classrooms globally. Uh, and so the passion that we have uh, as a company is to really be able to 
uh, bring uh, and connect all those that have the opportunity to have an education, uh, to be able to share new world innovation, uh, to resolve real world problems. Um, and, and so um, it's, it's a reason why I'm doing this. It's a reason why, um, you know, I got that opportunity to share time with you in Africa. And also I, I know Brad will get uh, some time to share about his experience as well. Um, is it the, the same reason why him and I just uh, came back from Africa uh, a week ago? So um, I'm really happy to be part of this and uh, look forward to sharing a bit more as, as we move along. Right. Brad, what do you have to add to that? Uh, not much. I, I, um, I am honestly, I'm here because um, John Masao is a uh, humble person who looks uh, for collaborators. Uh, we were introduced uh, a little over a year, not quite a year and a half ago. And so this project has been in the works. It has been uh, in design for that long in my life. I know that John has been working on it for years. Um, and, you know, I'm here because in, in a past life, I was a school superintendent and we worked really hard to innovate, uh, I'll say transform uh, high school experience and uh, had some tremendous outcomes. And um, yeah, I, I'd say that, you know, as, as a teacher, um, I had impact on a, a small group of students. Um, as a principal, my, my impact grew a little bit um, and my students were mostly teachers, uh, you know, because that's, that's where my job was in talent development. Uh, as a superintendent, your scope gets a little bit bigger. My job was still talent development. Um, and now, uh, you know, with, with John at Global Classroom Exchange, uh, it's, it's the globe and we're looking for opportunities uh, to create innovation and uh, transform what education looks like and feels like around the world. So thank That's you. Fantastic. And Joe, you work for a workforce. Why concentrate on global collaboration? Um, well, um, we were working with John, what's it been a year and a half, John, or two years? I, I don't know, time escapes me. Um, and uh, I kind of help uh, lead with workforce and economic development issues here in the Kansas City metro area, as well as entrepreneurial um, issues. And so John came to me, and I think Kirk Cook came to me and asked me how I could help, and and basically that's how I got pulled into it. So. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And I'll be excited to talk about some of the technology you're using later too. So Naomi, tell us a little bit about why you're involved in this. Uh, thank you very much. I said, my name is Dr. Naomi Macau. I, I am a Kenyan and I work for the county government of Makweni. That is one of the 47 counties in Kenya. Uh, in Makweni County, I'm in charge of uh, education, sports, and ICT. In my life, I've um, always, always worked in the education sector. I have been a teacher. I have been a, a high school principal. And I have been a university lecturer. And therefore, that means 
that uh, my life is basically around education. Um, one other thing that I've always embraced is uh, the whole life of innovations and uh, new creations. I always like uh, seeing new things. Uh, I realized when, uh, when Brad came to Kenya, I realized that um, we share a passion that is uh, in teaching of chemistry and physics. And uh, in these two subjects is about creativity and innovation. And um, when I got, when I met John a while ago, uh, I realized that uh, there are very many opportunities that, are, uh, uh, that can be created by uh, global education. I mean, where we, we are able to collaborate and especially where we are able to collaborate with uh, overseas, you know, here in Africa, we take uh, USA as our big brother. And so uh, when I got this kind of an opportunity, of course, I got excited and said, this is an opportunity for our people to, to open up, an opportunity to engage with, uh, with the world. Of course, uh, now we are saying that um, the world has become like a global village. So we want to, uh, to interact with the world. We want to interact with the globe and see where education is uh, outside of Kenya. And so uh, that is how we got ourselves into this collaboration and we look forward uh, to success uh, in this partnership. And Naomi, I think that part of this global village, the pandemic has really shown us that we are all in this together. And I think, I hope that it really pushes global learning even further than it's been. Very true, thank you, yes. Naomi, can you tell our listeners a little bit about this journey to create an innovation center in Kenya? I understand from Jerry that the inspiration started in Missouri. Can you give us a little background there? Um, thank you very much. Uh, it's true, the idea came uh, from Missouri. His Excellency, the governor of Makweni, visited uh, University of Central Missouri, and he was able to interact uh, with the university uh, fraternity. And he got excited at uh, the kind of innovations that were happening in that university. And it was because of that, that um, when he came back as a county and as a department of education and ICT, we thought that this is an opportunity uh, for us to create uh, to create an innovation center. I know uh, in Missouri it is MIC, and uh, in Makweni, by coincidence, is also MIC, Makweni Innovation mm -hmm. Hub. And so um, we are happy that uh, we are able to, to just try and replicate what is there. And I'm sure with time, uh, we'll be able to, to to just leverage and be at that level that we are able to be innovative and creative for the benefit of our young people. Oh, that's an amazing story. I love that the governor came back and built an innovation center. I like that he's a mover and a shaker for sure. Yes. Um, so after the innovation center was built, that's when the real work starts to happen with the students. John, can you tell us a little bit um, in detail, what kind of projects are you working on? What are you doing together with the Kenyan Innovation Center? 
Sure. Um, so one of the, the big challenges in, in, in Africa, and I think globally in all developing countries, is figuring out how to provide jobs, right, for the young folks and how to pr provide opportunities. So uh, what we're trying to focus on right now is provide opportunities for young people uh, to learn how to be entrepreneurs, right? Uh, a lot of times, entrepreneurship uh, is, con is, is conceived to be something that's a bit uh, out of reach. Uh, everybody wants to be a Bill Gates, right? But, uh, you know, it's not always the direction that entrepreneurship takes for a lot of us. Uh, so we are hoping uh, through some of the programs that we are, we are uh, running right now at the, at the Mancuene Innovation Hub um, that we will be able to teach young folks uh, how to be entrepreneurs uh, and be successful in, in being able to run small businesses. Um, we also want to work with them uh, to, to, to give them uh, the ability to, uh, to create these businesses and fund them. Uh, some of the challenges that they have are finding seed capital, right? So we want to be able to provide that opportunity so that if somebody's looking for a bit of uh, money uh, to start a business, once they've gone through the programs, we're able to provide that opportunity for them. Beyond that, we want to make sure that they have uh, some sort of incubation. We want to make sure that we give them some coaching uh, and pair them with some uh, entrepreneurs who are successful so that they can be able to be coached and uh, their businesses can be nurtured to, to success. So uh, that's really the, the idea that we, would, uh, that we would want to accomplish and the goal that we want to accomplish now. McQueen Innovation Hub is just one start. Uh, the program we're doing there is a pilot, but McQueen has about four, uh, 52 other innovation centers. We want to scale this up because, um, you know, McQueen is about maybe um, the size of Missouri uh, and it has about a million and a half folks uh, and uh, where the innovation hub currently is located is, is not, is, is somewhat central. So you can imagine just one hub for a whole entire state. So we would love to, to uh, expand this uh, and scale it up so that we can be able to reach more youth um, out in McQueenie County. But primarily innovation, um, the innovation hub is, is geared towards youth and, and creating opportunities for entrepreneurs to succeed. Wow, this, this is amazing because this is what we're trying to do in America as well. And you have taken it across the globe. It's really outstanding. Yeah, I think it's amazing. I love the, the partnership with business and industry as well, and the mentorships that are involved. It really is key. Just like you said, you know, entrepreneurship seems so lofty, right? But when kids have the opportunity to actually be mentored and talk with those involved, then they see, well, I, I can do this too. This is, this is not something that's just kind of out there for others to do. I think it's amazing. Um, you know, and I, I've mentioned before that when I was teaching back in the mid 90s, 
Um, I was using my America Online account to connect with a school in Uganda, actually, and a school in Australia. And we did um, studies on wetlands and compared and contrasted our wetlands. And that was our global pr uh, project that we did together. Uh, we did it through an um, organization called iEARN, and uh, we were able to find partners that way. But it was super low tech. I mean, we just used email to communicate. Um, and it was simple, but it worked. But now we have so many other opportunities. Uh, Brad, can you speak a little bit about the non-traditional methods that you're using to educate students and how you're allowing these students to connect uh, with AR and problem-based learning? Absolutely. Uh, we do have uh, uh, some really good photos of Governor Kibwana with a nice set of oculus on um, and uh, so AR VR is 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 absolutely a, a platform uh, that we want to use um, a lot of the equipment that you know you mentioned engaging industry um, and and really engaging industry is uh, of the th the of the three really important action steps, um, th that's one of them. And I don't want to get too far off your question, but we've got to change the way that 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 the teaching and learning happens. Um, we've we've got to change the experience that the students feel. Uh, it can't be a bell rings, sit down, listen to one person, bell rings, stand up. Right? It's not the Turning real world. Over, uh, exactly. Um, so turning those into uh, project and problem-based opportunities, uh, using some competency-based measures, and plugging industry in uh, early uh, so that so that it, it, the lessons become very relevant. Uh, technology is, I mean, it's the delivery tool. It's the vehicle that will get us from where we are today to uh, to, to scale the GCE goals, but you know, it's kind of funny. We talk about GCE goals because as, as, as we create those, we're asking, um, Dr. Macau and, and, and governor Cabana and, and the entire ICT team in McQueenie County, what their goals are, because, um, those inherent inherently become ours. And you're right. Uh, technology will play a big role in the delivery of that curriculum. It takes down some of those barriers. It helps to make the connections a little more uh, streamlined, smooth, and engaging as well, for sure. I have a follow-up question for you, Dr. McLaughlin. Are, did you find that their goals are vastly different than our goals, or are you seeing some through threads in these goals? Um, first, I'm just Brad. Can you, are we, can we? Can we <laughs> we'll do it. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's funny, uh, Dr. McCow and I had a, had a chance to sit down and really visit over lunch. And it, the reality is we're just a couple of, you know, science teachers. Um, and it, in education, the goals are the goals. The, it, goal number one is, is, is all associated with kids right? Our students or the, sometimes they're older. Uh, sometimes we get adult education courses that are, are, are very relevant and, and important. Um, so the answer is no. Um, their goals are to um, create a culture of innovation. 
to improve the opportunities that people have in the future, um, remembering what our restrictions were and our limitations were and working hard to remove those. And breaking down those, those classroom walls, just like Naomi said, I mean, we, we need to, we're so myopic in everything we do. We're working in silos and we're not able to progress um, our world if we cannot come together and collaborate in across the globe. You know, and, and another one of their goals is to build capacity of the teachers, right? Because the teachers, let's be honest, when, when it comes to the conduit between uh, the system and the, and the students, it, it, teachers is where the magic happens. So, uh, you know, they are very focused on, on building the capacity of their teachers uh, so that when this does get to the classroom level, that it, it, it stays relevant, uh, it stays engaging. And, and uh, so, yeah, they were, the goals are so incredibly similar. Um, we operate in parallels. We're just, uh, you know, pretty, pretty long road trip away from each other. Absolutely. Joe, I was wondering, I, I hear that you're using, um, are you using augmented or virtual reality? And tell us how you're using that in this project. That's pretty fascinating. Uh, well, we're, we are um, using both, um, but for the pilot um, and what uh, Brad's talking about was basically VR. Um, and we um, started our mixed reality studio, which is part of our uh, gigabit lab here um, last fall, I guess, maybe last summer. Um, and um, we are expanding that and looking to um, use VR and AR um, technology, uh, virtual learning to um, expand uh, offerings of curriculum and our workforce training um, from a distance learning standpoint. Uh, so we're just now starting to play with that uh, a little bit. Um, AR, VR is fairly new kind of uh, technology. Um, it's still being applied in industry, still being applied in education. And so uh, we're going to be developing applications in uh, aviation, healthcare, just general education, uh, design, designing, uh, design drafting, architecture. Um, so we'll be expanding that this uh, over the next year. So it's amazing. You're just blazing the trail, really. We're, we're trying so for others to look at and see what you're doing and make it work in their environment as well yeah and we're we're also hosting a designer challenge arbr design challenge this summer for the, the kansas city metro area um actually parts of the other parts of the midwest as well and that is geared towards more uh students and entrepreneurs uh, both and faculty to come up and design applications related to ar and vr so yeah we're starting to ex try to expand our footprint in that area so yes and i hope next year that the kenyan students will be part of that design challenge wouldn't that be great uh, yeah, that would be great. It would be interesting. Uh, we're trying to um, uh, slowly uh, introduce that technology over there. As Brad alluded to, um, they showed the governor. Uh, we had a platform that we um, used to kind of demo the distance capability of the, the platform, uh, a, a VR actually. 
we also demoed that uh, technology to the governor here in Missouri a couple of months ago in that same platform. And uh, so, yeah, so we're starting to dabble with it. We're going to see how it works and, and so on. You are truly blazing the trail. And Brad talked about the teachers and getting them involved. Dr. Naomi, how are your teachers reacting to this? What are they saying about this program? Uh, thank you very much. Our teachers are already excited about it. Uh, first and foremost, we have our ICT team, uh, uh, the, the staff in the ICT department. They are very excited about uh, this exchange and this uh, program. And uh, a big number of them want to be involved directly, even in the pilot, because they feel, yes, this uh, is the way to go, is the, the best thing that has happened uh, to our county and also to our country. So everybody is excited. Um, when John and Brad came to, uh, to McQueney, we visited uh, two institutions, one for people living with disability and uh, another one for technical uh, training. And uh, those that we met there are just anxious uh, to see the program beginning. So our people are ready and uh, we are just anxious to have the program running. Will they be? Will your teachers and the American teachers have some collaboration together? Will they be able to talk together? Uh, we would really love for that to happen, because uh, by the end of the day, uh, we want to be able to 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 do the program ourselves uh, by just replicating what is happening in uh, MIC. So it will be very, very important for our teachers to communicate and collaborate with the teachers in uh, MIC so that we learn from them. And then we are able to just bring MIC here in Makweni. Yes, absolutely. And I know that our teachers have a lot to learn from your teachers as well. So it'll be a, a great collaboration as we move forward. So... We are going to kind of round out our podcast with a few lightning round questions that we're going to ask each of you to answer in 30 seconds or less. So the first question is, and we'll just go in the same order. Let's just do John, Brad, Naomi, and Joe. So what do you think is the best thing American students can learn from their African peers? and African students can learn from their American peers. What can we learn from each other? Is there anything in particular? John? Absolutely, uh, that's an easy one. Um, you know, with, with I think uh, the collaboration we've already experienced at MIC, uh, Joe has been a good, good uh, witness to that. Kids just, know how to resolve issues. And it's funny because they all have different approaches of resolving real world problems, right? Uh, and so I think the best thing that they can learn from each other is just different approaches of uh, engaging um, different problems and coming up with different solutions for those problems. Um, you know, it, it was interesting uh, on a project that we were working recently with MIC and collaborating with kids in McQueenie County and Machacos County on healthcare. Uh, and we we're talking about telehealth. 
And uh, it was crazy how they were able to, to tackle some of the issues uh, and, and just similar issues, but the approaches were very different. But at the end, the goal was, was, was the same. So I think that would be uh, uh, one thing that they could really benefit from uh, learning from each other. Great. Brad? For me, it's about their surroundings. Um, I, I really want uh, American students uh, to understand what it's like over there. And I'll tell you, we spent five months on Zoom meetings until I, until I stepped foot there and experienced it. it I, I really didn't know much of anything, but um, I'd, I'd love to, to give American kids an, oper- an opportunity to um, just hear what it's like. What, what is a day in the life of uh, a student on a different continent? Uh, we have a tendency to be very myopic um, and very, very much what's immediately in front of us, and um, just to operate with some empathy for uh, for for those around the world. I love that empathy on both sides. Mm-hmm. Dr. Naomi, uh, there's so much to learn from uh, one another. Uh, here, we 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 take uh, America as a big brother. And uh, I'm, sure, I'm, sh- I'm sure when we work on projects together, uh, there's so much that uh, we are able to learn from them. Uh, they are able to learn uh, from us. And for us, the attitude that, um, that uh, Americans have to education for us is a very, very important thing. At times here, we, we, we train so much. It's like a child has to learn everything. But uh, we do realize that out there, uh, there's a lot of uh, specialization and that kind of thing. So for us, we are looking forward to that kind of learning where uh, our kids will be able to, uh, to make decisions, to, to learn how to, to, to just specialize in that kind of thing. So I do believe that uh, there are a lot of opportunities for learning for, from both ends. Thank you. Absolutely. And Joe? Um, I think really it comes down to you're bringing um, individuals from different backgrounds together and they all have different experiences and that drives the conversation and it drives the solutions that you come up with. And, and I think that's just what is the magic of it. So um, I think with, with the pilot, the brief pilot we did, I, I think that's what, you know, the, the kids over here uh, learned a lot of what was going over there, how the students think over there, and they and the students over there got to see how we think over here, some of our, you know, uh, ways of thinking. And I think just their backgrounds brought solutions and, and ideas and discussions that you wouldn't normally see. So Yes, great. Amazing. It's amazing. It is. And I think they already answered my second lightning round question. So I... I have a, a last question that is for Brad. And I would like to know, since it's just so fresh in your mind, uh, your trip to Africa, what are a couple of takeaways or learnings that you brought back that affect you? Wow. Um, I, <laughs> I experienced the most kind, um, grateful, and faithful people I've ever met in my life. 
Um, I am, I'm just that it, it was on a daily basis. Um, you know, I did not experience cynicism. I did not, ex you know, it was just a different world and it's a very happy place to be. And, um, and again, they're very faithful people, um, incredible work ethic. Um, it's just the expectation that this is what we do on a daily basis. Um, so I, I think I was surprised or not surprised, but um, really uh, taken aback by just the, the kindness um, that I got that, that I experienced. You know, it's funny, and some around the world probably take that for granted, but you going there, that was probably super spiritual and life-changing for you uh, and humbling and probably put things into perspective uh, for you. I bet, it, I bet it did. Although I do have to say, I'm going to give Jerry the points here because you didn't bring back the attire uh, that Jerry has today. The earrings, you were going to wear yours today. Yes, remember? I was. I was. And I have, I'm sitting here looking, I, I have three shirts uh, that were actually handmade for me. And I'm, and I'm disappointed in myself that I did not put one of them on. Um, we went to a place called Kiko Tech. Uh, they make uh, clothing. And uh, um, so I should have, and I'm so Yes. yes. <laughs> Next time yeah. you can do it. Absolutely. Dr. Naomi, I'm just curious. I have a, a final question here for you. How has COVID affected the Innovation Center this year? Uh, uh, COVID has really affected uh, our center, but uh, we, we have uh, found ways of uh, working around it. Uh, for example, we have run programs on um, girls in STEM, girls in ICT, uh, we had a three-day program for girls uh, in ICT. We trained them on uh, ICT skills. We also had a program for children where we just trained them on ICT. We introduced them to ICT and that kind of thing. Currently, we are running an innovation challenge, which uh, we are coming to the tail end. Actually, the climax of it is next week when we are concluding. Mm -hmm. So much as uh, COVID has, uh, has come and has slowed, uh, slowed us down, it has made us to think uh, uh, beyond, outside the box because we are able to still run programs. So uh, in a scaled down manner, but we, uh, we, we still have been able to do that. Of course, uh, COVID has helped us uh, learn new things. We were used to do meetings all through. Uh, but with COVID, we have learned to do virtual meetings. I think that was the first thing, uh, uh, the first time that uh, we began doing virtual meetings. So for us, COVID has affected us negatively, but also there have been a lot of lessons that we have learned from it. And um, we'll keep the lessons because most of them are very valuable. Oh, that that is great. That That is amazing. I'm so glad that you... Um, just thought outside the box and worked around it. I'm going to ask our producer if he would let me um, share my screen. I just wanted to share a photo that I took in Africa and a real takeaway that I had. If um, Marvin can let me do that. We'll... All right, let's see. Um, 
Let's see. Are you seeing my, you see my screen? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what I want to say about this, uh, and some people aren't seeing the visual, so I'll explain it a little bit, but at about six o'clock in the morning, we were heading into town and you see these five children on this dirt road walking. And if you look closely, you can see that their shoes are very tattered. Um, you can also see that they have huge smiles on their faces. They are such happy people. But we stopped the, the vehicle and I said, John, why does why do these boys carry sticks? Do they have to fight off animals on the way to school in the morning? And he said, oh no. He said, when they get to school, they have to work together to cook the lunch. Everyone contributes to the lunch. And today these three boys with the sticks are contributing to the fire to cook the lunch. My takeaway from this was has just this picture is etched in my mind every day because I think metaphorically what is that stick I'm bringing to the group and even if my shoes are tattered and I don't have it all can I take that smile from their face and keep it on mine they inspired me just I think about them every day and I just wanted to share that final thought because it, it just shows what Kenyans are all about. They are the most amazing people. So I just wanted to share that with you. And I'm going to um, give you the screen back if I can. There we go. And just as a final, I wanna thank you all for being here today and sharing your story. Jamie, what do you think? Are we going to follow up on this one in a year? I think we need to. Absolutely. I need to know. I need to know the progress and what's been happening. So please share. And we'll also link uh, the websites here so people can see what's happening um, along the way. But yes, absolutely. Please join us back for a follow-up. We absolutely want to have you if you'll join us. Yes, absolutely. And for our listeners, if you'd do us a favor and hit that subscribe button, so that you don't miss any of our episodes. We also wanted to add that we do have school districts that are watching our podcasts and giving teachers credit because we have incredible leaders on the podcast that are truly breaking boundaries in education, just like this team is, and it could inspire some new thoughts and ideas. So that's an idea as well. But thank you again for being a part of our podcast today. And we wish you all the very best with both MICs. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to stay linked up, be sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify and subscribe to us on YouTube.